podcast is live. I was looking at Netflix when that happened. I was trying to figure out what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah, I know what you were doing. Uh, I have not seen any good movies lately. I have, but you will refuse to see it, so... I do not have an interest in seeing that Ghostbusters movie. Oh, I saw that. Mitch, I haven't seen the original Ghostbusters. Oh, well, then you get to have a fresh take that no one else has. I probably just won't see this one. Well... That would be a weird thing to come in on with this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hadn't seen the first one, so <laughs> really, that would be a, that would be a great like wow. review. Like, I haven't seen Ghostbusters, so this afterlife didn't make much sense to me. Was that yeah. hard important? I don't know. <laughs> the problem is that the movie is so culturally ubiquitous that like I've never seen it, mm-hmm. but also can tell you what the movie is about and quote half the lines from the goddamn movie. Yeah. Just criminal. What am I? What was I looking at over here? Huh? What's that? Uh, so I was looking at things that were recently added. Mm-hmm. Uh, the harder they fall looks intriguing. The harder they fall is that Michael B. Jordan and Idris Elba and oh yeah, United. it was directed by Regina King. Yes. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Perfect. We're talking about black cowboys and I. Yeah. Fucking in. Uh, the, 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 huh, was not for that. It was, I was scrolling through it and found that the Total Recall remake is <laughs> listed. With Colin Farrell? Yeah. Mm. Have you not seen it? I thought we did it. I uh, no, we have not done it, and I have not seen it. I actually was flipping around channels a couple of weeks ago and saw that it was on and watched, like, five minutes of it. I was like, yeah, this looks like Total Recall, mm. but not with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. That I just changed the channel. Yep, that's probably a good call. Did you guys talk about antlers? I saw antlers recently. I uh, have not talked about it. How is that? Yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah. It got sort of interrupted by the pandemic, so it stayed on the shelf for a while. By um, oh, that guy who did a bunch of Hannibal uh, the series. This hmm. is Scott Cooper. Mm. Yeah, he's the guy who did Hannibal. I think. Doesn't sound right. Guillermo is attached to it also. Mm. Guillermo. Oh, yeah, I was Scott Cooper. I do like Guillermo. And uh, Nick Antosca did the the screenplay. He did the brand new Cherry Flavor series that was on Netflix, which is a a weird limited series. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. About some witchy girl in LA who wants to get a film made and. A producer sort of stabs her in the back, and so she turns to witchcraft to get revenge. Oh. As one does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sounds Welcome like a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it, yeah, it's a it's an odd series to watch, and apparently it ends about a third of the way through the book, so it doesn't really pay off. I don't know if this is because they're planning to do more show, or if this was the end of it. Well... But Antlers wasn't wasn't bad. I mean, it's hard to do horror that is interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at least it was visually interesting. It's a monster movie. It was done well for monster movies. So it'll be fun. All right. Sure. <clears throat> All right. So uh, <clears throat> important question. How far into The Expanse are you? The last book. Either of you. Oh, I stopped reading them a while ago. Oh, well. I got, I got behind. Worst. David. How far into the last book are you? 
this is a complicated. <clears throat> they are, are... have just left the school. Okay. Are you in front of me or behind me? Uh, I am in front of you. I actually don't know what that means. <laughs> have you read four of the book or beyond less? you. You are beyond where I am. Okay. <laughs> I've got, That's a good clarification. I've got five hours to go. <laughs> five hours to go? Holy shit. I have like, out of the 20, what do I got left? I have 13, I have 14 hours to go. Yeah. Uh, I also listen at one and a half speed. Yeah, I don't do that. I want to so, savor Jefferson May's sweet mm-hmm. basso tones and his but, many accents. Yeah, the problem is, at this point, if I went back to normal speed, it would not seem like I was listening to the same narrator. Yeah. Just because I listen to everything at one and a half times speed. Mm-hmm. I find it's the only way that I can focus. Mm. Like, if I listen to it any slower than that, I get bored and check out. Mm. Mm. Just... Huh. Yeah. It's weird because when we go on family vacations, everyone else balks at my one and a half times speed, so I have to listen to it like a like a plebe. Just slow down the world that I live in for it. So when I show uh videos in my college like psych one oh one course, I put them at one and a half speed because it makes all the students watch them. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very funny to me see them like snap to attention at this high speed thing when they really want to try to look at their phones, but they can't now. (laughs) It forces you to pay attention. It really does. They so desperately try to pull away, but they locked in. No, you can't do it. It's It's a lot of like, um, like clockwork orange. Like the eyes are just like transfixed now in the high speed. (laughs) All right. Uh, we ready to talk about this thing. I was born. Kick these tires. Hey, this is Tony. This is Mitch. This is Mitch. Then this is David. We are the Bagsy Producers. And we recorded last week. And if you're listening to the podcast, you'll know that because we did not do the Facebook, Twitch, YouTube thing last week. Because we recorded live together sitting around a table. It was the worst. I forgot why we stopped doing that. There was a plague. That's why we there, stopped yeah. doing that. Yeah. That was and it. also, it's a 45-minute drive from here to Tony's one way. That's true. But we got to play games after. Well, we got to play games after. What'd you play? We played No Thanks. Mm-hmm. Then we played... Uh, Road Trippin'. Road Trippin', which was fun. And then we played Dune Imperium. We did. Dune Imperium was good. I like it. Yes, yes it is. I want to play some more of that. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Romeo. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week we're going to talk about the Eternals. An and... additional Marvel cash grab. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, David invited Mitch along. Because we were talking about it at a party. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's uh, Mitch, I got, a, I got a habit of inviting people to the podcast just persistently. It happens a lot. I met a chick at Archon for like 20 minutes, and then I'm like, you should come out for the podcast. And then she did for like two years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Great. Then that she abandoned happened. us for Seattle. It's probably a good call. Yep. <laughs> Seattle's mm. wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, David, what did you think of the movie? Uh, so the movie was fine, but it was fine. 
All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful high level overview yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mitch. Oh, I mean, I had decidedly low expectations for the movie. Um, so it met those. All right. <laughs> uh, I have passing experience with the source material, mm-hmm. but, but just like, you know, graze the surface of it. Uh, I read the, the Neil Gaiman limited series of the Eternals. And I did that maybe six months ago. So it wasn't, it wasn't maybe a year ago. I don't remember that the last year and a half of it's just kind of a, yeah. Um, but uh, I had low expectations and they were surpassed. Hmm. But, but so because I had low like the movie, I did. <laughs> I did enjoy the movie. Okay. Do we, I mean, uh, it looked cool. It did look cool. And yep. Kumail Nanjiani is really funny, and I will watch mm-hmm. pretty much anything he's in. Also true. And that he did not take his shirt off is criminal. For he the got work he did, yeah. ripped. <laughs> his arms looked amazing, though. Because mm-hmm. we I, did see him sleeveless. I just finished uh, rewatch. So after I watched it, I was like, God damn, Silicon Valley was really good. Mm. So then I had to rewatch all of Silicon Valley, and I just finished it. And like the last season, you can tell he's starting to get some some bulk in that in that arm region. Yep. There, it feels like this movie is either super important to the direction that the MCU is going, or is utterly meaningless to the direction that the MCU is going. Which I think is going to be the rest of their movies from here on out. Yeah, it's tough to like. What, it's sometimes one or the other. To... Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of think it's like tough to judge sometimes, like the quality of this movie as something that, that would be on its own versus something that is part of something bigger, like the MCU's like story world that they are trying to like do, which some of that's exciting that, Oh, look, they're connected. And I like that, but you know, I also want the time where I'm in the theater to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't not fun, but I think a problem that the MCU movies have now is that, it's difficult for me to watch the movies that I know are a part of this larger universe without my expectations of the larger universe forcing the movie to live up to something that like is unfair of the movie. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, the entirety of the MCU relies on literally all of the rest of the MCU. So it's not unfair. And uh, I don't know that that's sustainable. And a problem with that is that Literally every movie that comes out now has to start a fucking universe. Like mm-hmm. now we got a Godzilla universe, which is dumb as shit. And then whatever DC's trying to do or not do. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea anymore what DC's trying to do. Like I was a proponent of it for a little while, and then just I gave up on that. Now I actively, I'm actively opposed to Zack Snyder being allowed to <laughs> do anything else with. DC properties. Like, I just don't want it. It's He's... not just Zach, though. That Wonder Mm-mm. Woman movie was... The first oh. one was great. Mm-hmm. And then something happened. And then the same person made the next one, and it shat the bed in the worst ways. Like, that Serena Williams commercial where she becomes Wonder Woman is a more interesting Wonder Woman story <laughs> than the entirety of Wonder Woman 1984. It's just a better movie, and it's 30 seconds long in a commercial. And maybe it's just because John McEnroe makes a 
wonderful cameo in it. But man, that, yeah, man, that like movie was awful. Like they'd forgotten everything that had made Wonder Woman good. Yeah, like, but oh. then, but, but then they, they gave us no. But then they gave us Linda Carter at the end, and it was like uh, I had to suffer through this entire rapey nonsense. <sighs> but I did get very excited at that. <laughs> like, just just give it to somebody other than Patty Jenkins, please. I don't understand how hard this is. You get like two dudes in a room, two people in a room. They get a piece of paper. They write a general outline with like some broad strokes where the movies need to start and what the universe state needs to be at the end, and then that's how you make a universe. I'm like, I'm. It's not no for people whose job this is full time. This shit can't be hard. No, I've often thought what you need is like one comic book nerd in the room. Like, well, actually, to like mm-hmm. just constrain yes. some of the ideas that people are, mm-hmm. are moving characters towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just give me the f- the right flavor of the character. Like, let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't need a brooding Superman that murders people. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. They make a lot of strange choices sometimes. I'm like, oh, that that's not the character I was looking for. The problem with Superman is it could have been really good. It could have been really like just mm-hmm. there were so many like just a few small things to fix it. Yeah, just yeah. there didn't have to be very many. Well, I think the problem is is. Zach really wants to make a Dark Knight Returns movie, mm-hmm. and he's he's been setting that universe up from from Man of Steel. Like he's making the Frank Miller Superman origin mm. story that Frank Miller never wrote, but desperately wanted to. Mm. But Frank Miller needs to keep his dirty fascist mitts off of Superman. Just just stay the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, I already got. I think the best Dark Knight movie I'm gonna get. And I'm perfectly fine with it not having to be revisited. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to make if you want to make a Batman movie, just just make a shot for shot remake of uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Sure. Oh, I would watch the shit that. out of that. Yeah, right? You could even get uh, what's his face, Dean Mark Hamill, <laughs> Dean Winchester <laughs> to play Batman. Or the did he voice the Hood? He did. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I think Dean Winchester is going to be in the next season of The Boys. Yes. I would yeah, he's going to be a mm-hmm. soldier boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, right? You know, <laughs> the show has been great. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like, oh, well, this is going to shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Even after they brought my girl Aya Cash in. Whew. So good. She yep. was perfect for that part. Yes, so she was. Mm-hmm. And I guess she's coming back, right? As uh, Stump mm-hmm. Front? Yeah. yeah so i'm around again yay all right so back to this movie Mm. the people they had in the movie weren't bad they were all acceptable for what needed to be done so that was fine Mm -hmm. but like nobody really killed it except kumail nanjiani (laughs) <laughs> uh i think uh brian tyree henry is on, wonderful tony. but he's just fantastic anyway tony who is that what do you mean who is that which one of them is that he's the african-american guy oh oh, oh yeah, yeah okay there we go okay. yeah all right yeah he was fantastic but i love him from uh atlanta yeah he's he's fantastic in atlanta as well playing a very different character 
Well, now that they're both in the MCU, he and Donald Glover can team up. That would be amazing. It's going to be some weird gyrations to get them together, but... I'd be down. I'd, I'd watch it. I, I think the... Like, my, my broad statement about the movie is this movie should be the object lesson where DC learns that you can't do X-Men as a movie. Because that's what this basically proved. There were too many characters that no one knows that you mm-hmm. threw together mm-hmm. on the screen all at once with no backstory. Mm-hmm. And there are so many of them that they have to be such grand archetypes of characters that it's like, oh, you're the fast one. Oh, you're the broody, weird asshole one who can control people's minds. Oh, like, like you don't, but you get no nuance to the characters because there's just too many of them. There's just too many. The real interesting thing about it is that Marvel has a long form TV series platform mm-hmm. in which to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Kevin Feige wants to do the X-Men as a TV series and not as movies, which and I'm like, I will, I will go to bat for you, brother. <laughs> the problem with that though, is that the TV shows you're never going to get any of the big hits in the TV shows. Uh, oh, the like big plot points. Yeah, like you're never mm. going to get a big hit. Like the TV shows are more or less meaningless. Like if you, you know in what? the next couple of movies, I bet for everything that you know from the TV shows, if you went in without having seen any of them, you'll be perfectly fine. Yep. I, and you know what? I'm okay with that, especially just completely relegate all the X-Men stories to the to the to the uh, to Disney Plus. Keep them out of the movies, unless you want to throw them into a big event movie. Well, I guess I would say, like, the X-Men, though, they're at least, like, known. Like, I feel like they were yeah. more, like, you already knew them. So, like, those earlier X-Men movies, some of them were good. And I think part of it is because they were characters that we already knew. And, like, we don't know anything about any of these Eternals. Like, as a series, maybe this could have worked if it's been an episode per Eternal and then maybe yeah. a, a See, two-parter that- finale. That format could have been awesome. You do one episode per Eternal, and then you you do the time all the way forward, and you cut mm-hmm. the story in a way that, like, uh, almost like Lost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you just stick with one character the entire episode, and then cut in the different time sequences. So you're getting it from a lot of different perspectives. And, like, the story they want to tell, I feel, you know, you could have your big reveal that What's-His-Face was the dude who killed What's-Her-Face, mm-hmm. right? And, like, that could be an interesting episode four, right? And then other stuff happens that kind of gives more context to the entire thing. Like, I can see that being a really cool storytelling medium. Or or you do bookends where the first episode is them coming to Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the last episode is the the ending sequence of this movie. Then every episode focuses on a single character, but you do it in different timelines. Mm. Because you have thousands of years to span in between. And then you focus on, you know, Thena during World War II and Sprite during the Renaissance and just whatever, you know, just making shit up. And just you go all over the world. You have them be in different parts of the globe. You don't have to set it just in United States or Europe or, you know, go to feudal Japan, go to, go to, you know, the you know the middle east go to you know the heart of africa i mean 
you can literally go all over the world with these characters because over thousands of years they could be everywhere and you can and, really have fun with it and like unlike a show like like sensate which went on location everywhere they could just shoot it all in the volume where they shoot the mandalorian and yep they could be anywhere in the world for those things yep and we'd get to know the characters and so there'd be stakes by the end well and you don't have to make it strictly about a single character you can have mm-hmm. them interacting with some of the other eternals sure. in in their solo episodes you just have the focus beyond one or or mm-hmm. two you know just to limit the number of episodes you have yeah i think, it, I think you, you could have told it I, th- I think you could have told a much better story that way yeah you could have even like followed sprite as they bounced around with all the others during different periods because they can't stay in one place for too long yeah right I mean, there's a lot of ways you could have done this in a longer form, like in a series mm. where I would have maybe cared about some of the characters. Yeah. And uh, you could have made Sprite a lot more tragic that way, too, mm-hmm. because they wanted to tell a really tragic story about Sprite. Mm-hmm. And you just you just get just a taste of it. Yeah, because she's like, this is sad for me, <laughs> which she tells me three times mm-hmm. and is rough. But also, this movie was like two and a half hours long, and there were twelve characters. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what is amazing to me is that the uh, that this movie was as good as it was with all the goddamn characters. Mm-hmm. Like that was actually surprising to me. Yes. Like it wasn't a bad movie, but that's a lot of goddamn characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that is too many characters to reasonably be on the screen. I, like when they started killing characters off, I was like, "Oh, good." <laughs> it well, makes it it makes it more reasonable for mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. And we lost like the fast one for like four hundred years because of boredom. Was that the reason they weren't in the movie? Yeah, they were just mm-hmm. waiting around, deftly, just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. In the ship, Re- reading, reading, a <laughs> just one slowly read book over <laughs> a century. <laughs> mm. right. And then, like the Thena character, I mean Angelina Jolie. I guess, like, I guess called was like, "Can I be in a Marvel movie?" And they're like, "We got the perfect part. It's one where you say nothing, do nothing, and just sort of look cool." And she's mm-hmm. like, "All right, perfect." Yeah, and uh, you won't survive the movie, so you don't you, have to do more than one. Wait, you you aged out of being Wonder Woman, so you want to be Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. but you can't be Wonder Woman, so we're going to make you Wonder Woman. Yep. Boom. We got the role for you. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was all about that. No, she was fine. And then, like, hey, uh, Kit Harrington, do you got an extra eight minutes? We want to put you in this movie. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's but it. he's going to be the Black Knight, he and is that's be the very Knight. important for the rest of the MCU. He's an Avenger. Oh, great. Exciting. But I mean, like, wasn't Squirrel Girl an Avenger? We've had lots of Avengers. I don't uh, know that that really he means was, so much he was, a, he was an Avenger when, like, like way back. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Shang-Chi is going to be an Avenger. We've already got, like, six other Avengers. Sure. Who, who isn't an Avenger now? We've, we're And we're also making the Young Avengers. Oh, it's too many Avengers. It's like things have been avenged. I mean, that's what that's what a lot of the the uh, Disney Plus stuff is leading toward the Young Avengers. 
I mean, oh, is that why I'm watching Hawkeye? Is that what's happening there? Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. That and why you're going to watch Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, God, well, this is <laughs> this is this is the second generation of Avengers. We're we're replacing each of them one by one. So we've got a new Captain America. We've mm-hmm. got we're going to have a new Iron Man. We're going to have we've got a new Hawkeye. We're going to have a new well, we've got a new Black Widow. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a new Hulk. <laughs> Like they are literally replacing every one of them. I look forward to going through this every ten years. And it'll be Thor. like a census. Yeah. <laughs> and the new Thor. <laughs> Natalie Portman is gonna be the new Thor? Yeah. I would I will watch that. <laughs> Good restraint. But yes, yeah, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. Wheeling that hammer. So here's uh here's an interesting thing that the movie set up or implied or is saying that I don't think they're going to do anything with, but was really interesting to me to watch. Uh, The people of Earth seem pretty fucking cool with just about everything now. Mm. Uh, You know, a celestial just almost burst out of the planet and there wasn't like planetary panic. Mm -hmm. A celestial rolled up to the planet looked down at everybody and like did the like Rick and Morty show me what you got thing. Show me what you got. And there didn't seem to be like that much panic. Like Marvel is making some interesting statements about what the state of general humanity is that they are not gonna cash in on in uh two weeks with Spider Man. Yeah, I don't think so either. But I guess they're just, you know, people are getting jaded. I mean, half the population snaps away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a celestial starts coming out of the planet. Yeah, somebody took care of that, though. It died before, like, we ever got a news camera up there. So, yeah, was that how it ended? They're like, oh, it's in the ocean. We're going to take uh, some cleanup crews out there. We'll get on this. Like, yeah, the general trauma crew rolls yeah. up. Yeah, we literally just uh, made a new iceberg to replace the ones that were lost. So, I did. Did you turn it to ice? I thought you turned it to like a diamond looking thing. I don't I thought it was ice. Yeah, I don't does it matter? <laughs> it kind of matters. I mean like the planet if something I mean De Beers would have a real middle, problem with it if, if she turned it into diamond. If something burst forth from the molten core of the planet mm-hmm. and got to the surface, we have problems. Mm. And like if that whole thing turns to ice, that's I mean, she just solved global warming. Did she? I don't think so. From the inside out. I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Because if it is ice, that ice is going to melt. They aren't in a, like, polar zone. Right? No. They're going to fold Snowpiercer into the MCU. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I would watch the shit out of that, though. Yeah, no kidding. One more more opportunity to watch... Yeah, one more opportunity to watch Jennifer Conley. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> and then, uh, like, okay, nope, good. Oh, I was gonna say, like, and then it seems like all of the this idea, like, this is setting up things and all of that connections, is like in after credit scenes because like very little of what was going on in the movie seemed to matter. I guess you know we've introduced this character for some reason who's going to be an Avenger as the Black Knight. But again, that was also a last minute thing that this person is important and and Patton Oswald's gonna be around and like you know, or whatever, all these other things that we introduced. Yeah, Pip the fucking minute. troll. Yeah. And like <laughs> that's great, but did I need the whole movie for those after credits? Uh you know what? 
I was very excited to, to see Pip the Troll on screen. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I read because I read a lot of the the uh, Infinity War comics like way back that that have nothing to do with mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, with the movies, and you know, just seeing the you know Star Fox and Pip the Troll show up, it was like holy shit! I literally never thought that I would see Pip the Troll in an MCU movie. Like if, if I had to lay money down, if I would like, I never thought I'd see him except that I kind of wanted him to show up in a James Gunn movie, because if anywhere I figured he'd show up in guardians. Cause that's just the kind of character James Gunn would, would pull in. Well, isn't the next guardians going to have Adam Warlock. Yeah. So like Adam Warlock and Pip, yeah. and I don't remember who else was in that infinity squad. Everyone had like a stone. Oh yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember because it's like it has been a long time since. Uh, yeah, I remember Watch, like, the Infinity those... Watch was the name of the the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, because the way that that Infinity crossover from like whatever that was in the '90s that was like so fantastic and did mm-hmm. everything, and uh, and then they totally did just drastically differently here in the film. So it's great. Like I enjoyed how they put it all together. But like now they're bringing back elements from it, like with Pip and Adam Warlock. Like, wait, oh shit, that's right. I thought, you know what? Uh, The Infinity Watch. So Adam recruits uh, different people to guard each gem, Mm -hmm. and the people that he includes are Gamora, Drax, Moon Dragon, Pip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, that's why I was making the connection with James Gunn, just because, like, man, that's he's used most of them already. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. My wife hadn't heard that Harry Styles was was Star Fox, and when he walked out, she's like, "What? Why is he in this? Because they're running out of people. Yeah, <laughs> there's only so many humans on the oh, planet. So many people. Yeah, have SAG cards that we, we need to." To pull into this thing that won't put up a fight like Scarlett Johansson about their their royalties. I mean, the good thing is eventually Holden's going to be in the MCU, so <laughs> there's that. Yeah, well, my, Mitch, no, my my son is a theater major. So, so that's, oh, nice. That's 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 that one. But yeah, yeah. We this one we had Sama Hayek right as as the boss Eternal yes. mm-hmm. Ajak maybe. Yep, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could get Ajax and Nick Fury and Deadpool together and reenact the Hitman's wife's bodyguard or Hitman's oh, bodyguard's yeah. wife. Ah, I can't remember. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Sam Jackson just all across Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Mace yeah. Windu. Pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Man, that guy is old. You know, one thing that I, it was nice in the Eternals. There's a lot of you know buzz about their. Uh, diversity plan to include a lot of, of diverse characters. But I mean, they did it without making it like about the diversity. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't really make it about like this character's, you know, unique. This identity. is the black one. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, great. <laughs> oh, no, no. Because that was the gay black one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the diversity was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the, I think it's, they could just do that regularly in movies. I just wish this movie had been. Oh, better yeah better for me. i don't i don't know how this movie is better unless you cut the cast in half yeah, yeah. oh no that's how you do it <sighs> yeah which then 
creates a new diversity problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get rid of Kit Harrington altogether. Mm-hmm. Because no one gives a shit about Black Knight. No, you're right. Right. You know, his own movie not that big, big of a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did not need an intro in this movie at all. That's mm-hmm. an unnecessary thing. <clears throat> yep. You also hear a lot of people complain about the way it fits in the universe. Like, why didn't, why haven't they been involved in anything else ever? Like battling Thanos. I'm like, that. I kind of feel like that one's a silly one because like Thanos just sort of showed up. That just seemed like it, now he's in Wakanda and now there's a thing happening. Like, yeah, who would have called them? Right? Yeah. Why would they? Yeah, like Thanos shows up twice and immediately launches into an attack that lasts like half an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what they were expected to do since most of them could not physically traverse to the place. I mean, based on their but based on their mission statement, they should have been part of the group that was helping reverse the snap. But if they knew, like you know what I mean, like no one in that group knew to call an internal. And no. it's not like the internals were friends with yeah. You know, no, Stark. but you you you'd think that if the if the Eternals became aware that Thanos was the cause of this, mm-hmm. they would have done anything to I mean, but how are they supposed to know that? It's not like Tony Stark has just got like a fireside chat every night where he's like, Now everybody, <laughs> Thanos is looking to get rid of half the universe. So no. everyone on the planet should panic. No, what I'm saying is there was five years in between Infinity War and Endgame. Sure. That's five years when any one of them could have contacted the Avengers and said, hey, how did this thing happen and what can we do to help? Mm. Because their mission statement is they want they want humanity to thrive so that it, the celestial will come out. Like it needs like a there's a, a critical mass that needs to happen for mm. that. And Thanos' snap actually just delayed everything for them but like they seem pretty lost like after they defeat the last deviant right like they were they were on mission for fighting deviants like they were good at that and like yeah gonna do it and they killed the last one and they're like now what right because they seemed like in conflict between each other like should we control all the humans and like no we shouldn't or we'll control some of the humans or were they good at it (laughs) it doesn't really feel like they were like my favorite part of the movie is mm. the opening thing where that dude's that kid's dad gets eaten right in front of him, and then they show up immediately between the five seconds that her dad gets eaten, and yeah. then they save him just in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and their assortment of powers is doesn't seem well thought out. No, no. Like, you, but you how gave... could you have a Superman if yeah. only one of them is Superman? And yeah, if you're going to have Wonder Superman, Woman. why not have all of them be Superman? Because one of them needs to be Wonder Woman. <clears throat> we'll give Kamel gun fingers. Finger but... guns was perfect for Kamel. It was. <laughs> but then we have laser eyes. Yeah, you know, which is also finger guns, right. but better. <laughs> right. Your power's you cool. still it's have your hands. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, so we had Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, but why not Batman. Was Kamel Nanjani not Batman? No. He was super rich. Basically no powers to speak of. <laughs> <laughs> he had finger guns. hands were basically gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just deked out for the final conflict because he's like, hmm, I'd rather just go be rich and happy. Mm-hmm. I respect Yeah, that's that. not Batman. 
<laughs> There's nothing happy about him. Oh no, <clears throat> I think he is really happy punching people in the face. <laughs> well, well, and what was the guy with the bad haircut who could control people? Like Druig. That's Druig. What was his pl- like? I remember there was this conflict with conquistadors, and he's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna stop this." And like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. And then he just like hangs out in South America in the rainforest for like four hundred years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because like his big thing is like, "Well, we can keep them from killing each other." And then they're like, "Don't do that." And he's like, "I'm gonna go do it." And then he had like his little hippie commune, right, where no one will see me doing it. Yeah, yeah. These are my 50 people, and we're great. Yeah, nobody around here in this jungle where no one lives is going to kill each other because I said so. Great. Perfect. Yep. And then you a know missed, opportunity for, missed opportunity for a jungle cruise crossover? It's Dwayne oh. Johnson in? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I had missed opportunity for some cult implication. Mm-hmm. You know what? what? Missed opportunity for. You know what? I saw Jungle Cruise. And that was a perfectly delightful remake of uh, The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It's a fun adventure yeah. show. It's very much Brendan Fraser's Mummy, though. There, mm-hmm. There's so much. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is. They're cut from the same cloth in a lot of respects. Yeah. With just a sprinkle of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. For, yep. for our antagonists. But, you know, Disney, they, they find a formula. You know what? They make a lot of money. They sure do. They, yeah, they have they found they the really formula. Do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, An interesting news: Bob Iger's out, and we hit his replacement has been uh, hired. Who's taken over? Ah, uh, she was announced today. It's no one. <clears throat> it's no one in the entertainment field. I think she was a uh, an executive at Procter and Gamble, or oh, yeah, just just a new figurehead for the organization. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she will not focus on making money. I bet she will, mm. though. Yeah. I really hope that she drastically changes direction. Like, Disney really gets into this Mars race. Like, really gets into it. <laughs> We're going to launch the big circular Epcot thing to Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so Bob Iger is getting replaced as chairman because he was he had previously left uh, his position as CEO last year because Bob Chappick replaced him as CEO. But now, where is her name in this article that just talks about him leaving? Uh, Susan Arnold is now going to be the head of Walt Disney Company's board. Hmm. What a pedestrian name. She uh, has been on the board for the last 14 years. Uh, let's see. An operating executive at the investment firm, the Carlisle Group, mm-hmm. was the president of Global Business Unit of Procter & Gamble, a member of the board at the McDonald's Corp. So she's been around, been around the boardrooms. Business. That'd be exciting. She probably has some business pants on for those business mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. but is disney going to spin everything up into universes too right we've done it with star wars now or they're doing it they have been doing it for Mm -hmm. well i mean we're getting a new toy store a new chapter in the toy story universe weird it's weird but uh i'm kind of great with them not having tim allen attached with it that guy sucks yeah 
Who's who's voicing him? Is it Captain America? Yeah, they could at least pick somebody interesting. I'm well, not. Yeah. A, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm just They're very Captain America. Relationship. Captain America is. I don't know. Chris Evans just doesn't have the the gravitas to pull him off, and just hasn't seemed interested in being the character in a long time. Hmm. Tim Allen and Chris Evans share a birthday. Well. To infinity and beyond for them. <laughs> so uh, the party at uh, the uh, the conversation at the party you guys had was it? Have we touched on those points, or is there was there more to it? Oh, I, the conversation was: Have you seen Eternals? I said yes, and David's like, "You want to be on the podcast?" <laughs> okay. The- I should have realized that's exactly I. I could have scripted that conversation. I yeah, because then you're then you know I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. now I can't talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> we can't talk about it. Right. I don't like having a conversation about something twice. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Shang Shang Chi briefly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we've talked about that one already. Mm-hmm. So, what were your thoughts on that one, Mitch? Oh, I. I, I liked it like quite a bit right up until the last maybe 20 minutes. Like if they had ended the movie after the dad fight, that would have been a good ending instead of like giant CGI monster fighting, but love Kaiju fighting. Like I'm not against that. Yeah. But like, I just didn't need it in this movie. What I needed was like Kung Fu shit, a little bit of magic and a little bit of Marvel interconnectedness. And like they did that. Yep. And then, and then Aquafina was delightful. And then, and then yes. And then CGI dragons that I did not need. You know what? I the first time I saw Aquafina, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, and I don't even remember where I saw her the first time. Was it Future, Future Man? Man? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> no, it was something else. But yeah, I find her just delightful. Mm-hmm. I think I'm falling in love with Biggie Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn, Future Man was so good. Oh yeah, yeah, way smarter than it should have been. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I recently rewatched Future Man, and there's a season one episode where they've traveled back in time, and they ask, uh, like, they like, Josh is like, "Oh, we need to get some wheels." And Wolf's like, "You need wheels? I can get you a thousand wheels." <laughs> I'm like, is that set up? <laughs> yeah that that show's great. But I just find Aquafina delightful, and mm-hmm. I really liked her character in Shang Chi. Also, like the perfect sidekick. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's not sidekicks in this movie, in spite of the giant ensemble cast. Correct. Right. Everyone's just their own thing. I guess Kumail's got his sidekick, his attaché. Yeah, and he was wonderful. Mm-hmm. He really was. <laughs> The movie would have been much worse for me if he had not been in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess maybe Kit Harrington is the sidekick, but like he didn't kick any sides. He was just a boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What his job was? I can't yep. remember. Mm-hmm. Well, then he found a sword. And then he... He, he was sent a sword. <laughs> he decided to look at a sword that he had. Mm. And then Blade like talks to him. Is that who that voice is? That's what somebody else. I didn't realize it at first. We when Jesus. we were in the theater, when we were in the theater, somebody was like, somebody talked to him, and I was like, "Who was that?" <laughs> and what's funny is, like, it's the it's the end credits of the movie. So there's you know, a number of people have left. Somebody about five rows back <laughs> was 
that's the Black Knight. I was like, I know that. I mean, the guy that's talking to him. <laughs> then, then about seven seats to my right, somebody goes, that's Blade. I was like, no shit. He goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my wife is just fucking oh, nerds. <laughs> like having this shouty conversation with everyone in the theater. It was, it was wonderful. I mean, I'll take a Blade movie. It's well, that's... Uh... You know, I feel like I'm getting the best Marshall Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marshall Ali is, is Blade. Yeah. yeah, he he actually yeah he went to Marvel and said, "I am going to make the Blade movie," and they're like, "I'm sorry, what?" And then he then he like put his Oscar down on the desk and said, <laughs> "Excuse me," and they said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit, but that's the reports are that the conversation went kind of like that. That guy is super talented. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I've been watching that guy since he was in the 4400 in like the Ooh. early 2000s. Wow. Yeah. I did well, not he already, that you show. Know, worked the Marvel a little in Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Good in that. Yep. Yep. Until they inexplicably <laughs> fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Marvel had that really weird formula they did of let's make things weird halfway through the season and ruin the best part of whatever this series is. God damn, mm-hmm. that image of him standing in front of that biggie picture. Oh, the fucking crown. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Why are they fucking yeah. up so bad? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was it's so unlike Shang-Chi, the uh, Iron Fist movie, or series, right? I, what I wanted was Kung Fu shit, and that's not what they gave me. Nope. Mm-mm. So, they gave me rich white whining. Right? Like corporate backstabbing? Like, I didn't need this. No. This is not fun. <laughs> so, forgetting a Blade movie, I also saw a trailer for the uh, Morbius the, movie. Morbius the Living Vampire. Yep. Right? That's a, Jared that's a Leto. Sony Universe one? Uh, is it in the MCU? Yes. Because uh, like Michael Keaton's sort of in it, it's vulturing. Like, yeah, what's happening here? that's Sony's playing some weird fucking games because so they they did the whole Venom thing mm-hmm. that we're gonna have Venom, but not based on Spider Man, which is right weird. <clears throat> so then they have Venom and Venom Two. Then right. Morbius that's is coming movie. out, and I believe they've got a Craven movie coming down the the pipe. Just going through the whole Spider-Man catalog. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they have the catalog. So, right. uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I think I think what Sony and the MCU need to do is, and as much as I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. is just, you know what? Kill him. Kill Tom Holland, Peter Parker in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Push him over to the Sony universe. Let them do whatever they're going to do until they fuck that up. <laughs> we bring Miles Morales in because we've already kind of, in, I mean, we've kind of introduced the shocker. We can just mm-hmm. s- slide Miles Morales in there. You know, Fox and and uh, Marvel worked out a deal for Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. So they could each have their own Quicksilver, sort of. Yeah. I mean, technically, both of them had Quicksilver and both of them had Scarlet Witch. They just immediately did away with the other. Well, and it does seem like we are moving toward a Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. So you can even spin out. You don't even have to kill Tom Holland as to say he's in this other universe now. Well, you you kill him out of the MCU. Uh-huh. Like you you make him a non. You make Peter Parker 
Spider-Man a non-entity in the MCU. Um, so the first Spider-Man movie happens pre-snap. Uh, there's Shocker. He had a nephew at that time that we don't know his age because he was gonna he was gonna get Wait. a toy for his nephew, and his nephew is Miles Morales in the right. comics. Right. Is it and Prowler? Miles is, yeah. Prowler. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was yeah. Prowler. I, I I think it was saying Shocker. It's Prowler. Um, you're right. Uh, and then let's say Miles was 10 years old at the time of the first Spider-Man movie. That would put him about 16 or 17 now, which, I mean, all right. Miles Morales is a 17-year-old in the MCU. Okay. He could be he could actually be a contemporary of Peter Parker's the way they've done the aging and things like that. He could be a freshman while Peter's a senior. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be, that would be hilarious. Then you remove Peter Parker, push him over with, you know, they're, they're doing all this stuff with the sinister six. They're apparently putting all the villains back on the table. And for this new Spider-Man. Yeah. There's, uh, I haven't read any of the articles, but I've seen headlines that apparently there's, they're already working out another Spider-Man trilogy with mm-hmm. Tom Holland. I had seen that too. All right. Listen, I'm just very excited about Alfred Molina. Yeah. Because yeah. that right. dude looks like he fucking loves being Dr. Octopus. <laughs> he nailed it. What's That's... your name? I know Octavius. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's one of the best of the comic book movies with Spider-Man 2. Past the origin story. All the deep character stuff. Yep. Tommy Maguire is fine. He didn't banter well, but you know, whatever. Can't get everything you want. No. Hmm. Back when Aunt May wasn't hot. Right. An odd choice. Maybe she'll get her own spinoff series. <laughs> her and uh... her and John Favreau. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Have it be a romantic comedy. <laughs> we could do it like a. Uh... Like a travel log, we'll just have their date nights in New York, and we'll just you know, just oh yeah, different venues, mm-hmm. different places, you know, just make everything an MCU property. We were getting there anyway. Mm-hmm. Just this Morbius thing is distressing. Mm-hmm. Why? And it comes out in like less than ninety days. Mm-hmm. Why is this distressing? Because it's it's getting larger, Tony. The this Marvel diaspora just gets larger. It's just too it's too much. Yeah. Mm. But like I know, in inside of me, and often also on the surface, is a, is a deep nerd who is very excited that there's going to be so many tiny details for me to mention again and again. How they are similar to, connected to, and adjacent to other tiny details from other films, <laughs> and a, that I can talk about for hours when no one could possibly care. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. My poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just have to wait for my son to come back from school, <laughs> and I could just, I could just feed all this into him, and he just eats it up. <laughs> yes, right. I watched Wandavision with some folk who are not versed in the MCU, so they went to Wandavision. That's like their their entry point. Sure. And so I'm like, right, I really want to explain to you why this Quicksilver thing is so funny. Yeah, it's going to be 45 minutes. Yeah, buckle up. How many hours did you theory craft that with your friends? <laughs> we because have we, spent, we have a Google Hangout. <laughs> yeah, we spent many hours mm-hmm. talking about what all this could mean as the episodes came out until we got to the epi- last episode and we realized, oh shit, right. it means nothing. Right. There's nothing here 
to mean anything. It means Vision's back <laughs> in a new costume. Good luck. Yeah. So, Mitch, you you haven't had the the pleasure of hearing this, uh, though you may have come to this conclusion on your own separately. Um, the MCU is a Ponzi scheme. Ah, right. The idea that it's going to pay off eventually, but really, there's asking for more investment. The the fact that it will never pay off. Mm-hmm. It because Ponzi schemes never really do pay off yeah. unless you willingly choose to cash out. Mm-hmm. I if know, you willingly choose can't. to cash out, then that's well. I've already invested so much. Yeah. Listen, right. Hawkeye might be Hawkeye might be the thing that gets me to do it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm loving Hawkeye. It's mm. fine, but there's nothing going on. It's gonna mean nothing. Uh except we're gonna get Vincent D'Onofrio back. No, he's I fucking hate Vincent D'Onofrio. Well, personally, um, I've got as a person, <laughs> I've got to break intimately. It to you. He is in it. God damn it! Is he kingpinning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a great turn at that. Uh, have you seen today's episode? I haven't watched any Hawkeye yet. We, oh boy! I yeah, we've been doing our timeline rewatch of everything. Mm. Uh, so my children and I are doing that with um, my girlfriend Claire, who hadn't watched any MCU, mm. and so oh, wow. this yeah. was her introduction to. So, it. so at what point are you in the timeline? We're we're ready for um, Endgame. Oh, okay. So oh, you're, wow, yeah, you're, you're, close. you're catching right up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started after WandaVision. So, oh, there you go. That's a that's a pretty long good project. Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Uh, depending on how diligently you go, you'll probably able to probably be able to get to Hawkeye pretty close to Christmas, I would think. Yeah. Uh, which fitting, it is a Christmas time-based series. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we yeah we've got Endgame and then uh, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we actually just saw, you know, Shang-Chi and, and Eternals, right? Sure. Sort of out of sequence. So we probably won't revisit those right away. And then Artie did WandaVision. That was sort of the start of this journey mm-hmm. for uh, for her. And so then we got Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki, Loki. and What If. Yep. It's going to be good. Now, are, are you current on all of those or? I'm current on all of those, but okay. not Hawkeye. But not Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's only been two weeks. There were three episodes total. So, mm-hmm. right. Granted, that's half the series, but mm-hmm. uh, if, if I timed it out right, it, it's ending on the 22nd. And then what's next? She-Hulk? Is that the next series? Uh, I think Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Oh, yes. I believe Ms. Marvel. Yeah. I believe Miss Marvel was supposed to be the next series, but something happened and they swapped the two. I'm not sure exactly what the details are, but. Well, it's got to be a tough shooting session because I think they're having uh, Tatiana play every character in She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, she's got the chops for it. Right? Goddamn Orphan Black was good. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that it was the same person. Like, she was so good at being yeah. different versions. Mm-hmm. Her accent work is impeccable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I agree with you that this is a Ponzi scheme, but, like, they haven't lost me yet. Like, you know, you mentioned it earlier, like, the DC shows that were on the CW, like, I started with them. Mm-hmm. And I was into Arrow and Flash and then, like, the crossover shows that they were doing. And I'm like, I'll watch more of this. And then, like, for some reason, they hit some sort of critical mass. We're like, 
I can't invest six hours a week in this anymore. And yep. that's all of it. Like I didn't feel like I could watch just one. So they all went. Um, I didn't cut them off cold Turkey, but I started surgically removing them from like, and then I got to the point where it's like, well, this, this is the last season of this show. So I'm going to go ahead and ride this wave out. Mm. <clears throat> so like I, I mercy watched arrow the last season or two of arrow then i hate watched the last season of supergirl Mm. because jesus that was like you could tell like the actors gave up during that season like just some of the characters were just mugging for the camera when in the first couple of seasons they were really serious Mm -hmm. like the dude that played martian manhunter was really good in the early seasons and he was just like he was just not a good actor in the last season and and then they just started, like you said it earlier, where this uh, Eternals was a diverse cast, but they didn't feel the need to wave flags, you know, wave diversity flags everywhere. They're just like, this is just who this person is. And like when, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Fastos is out in the yard playing with his son. It's like, oh, he's married. He's got a son. And then his husband's there. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like, like they didn't, other than his, just his husband's there, they didn't need to do any of that. We didn't have a five minute scene where the other two characters are like, we never knew why. Like, we didn't have that whole fucking thing. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Where Supergirl celebrated its diversity, but like got preachy about it sometimes mm. which i i think is probably more of a danger in a tv series just because you have so much more time but it's like you know we're gonna have a, a trans actress fantastic and then we just lean into that really hard for about half a season it's like mm. okay you know this is good but, but also, also. <laughs> but also tell me a good story right and like the last season they'd already gotten done introducing all their characters but man i hate watch that last season and the last two episodes like the two-hour finale for whatever reason julie decided she was going to stay up and watch it with me and she got an earful from me <laughs> she's like why are they doing that i don't know i've been watching this series for years and i couldn't fucking tell you what mm. they're doing any of the things they're doing right now <laughs> It's disappointing. It is. It's it. It's really disappointing. However, we're getting the best Superman live action Superman we've had in a long time from the CW right now, because Superman and Lois is really, really good. Hmm. It's. I haven't really, watched any of it, but it's good. It's really out? good. If you like Superman, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like it, it didn't have to be as good as it is. And they're, they time jumped the story in the first episode. They give you the Superman origin in like a montage and like a five minute montage. Uh And it's, it's like, you know, the story here it is. So we're going to remind you, but that's it. And also Superman and Lois are married. They've got two teenage sons. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Did they answer all the questions from Mall Rats? <laughs> uh, and... Never. Not in this it. series. Not in this series. But they did. Deter- they 
like in the super like in one of the crossovers they sent superman off world mm-hmm. with lois to basically like i can't remember i think it was like candor so he doesn't have his powers so like we're gonna go off and live in this place for a while and the presumption is that's where she gets pregnant wow. because he is powerless because work around yeah otherwise you know, it, yeah condom problem yeah. right uh man of steel woman of kleenex right um but yeah it's it's really good like and they do things that um that are really respectful to the characters like superman is trying to be a parent and like he has to kind of go back to you know all i have is my human parents and the the example they set but this is the 2020s mm-hmm. <laughs> and i've got teenagers so like yeah he's not perfect at being a parent but the kids aren't insufferable which would be so easy to have insufferable teenagers and teenagers they mm-hmm. they make stupid yeah they make stupid choices like teenagers do but they're good actors also like so it's like it's realistic in that i mean i've, I've got two teenagers now, so I, I know a little bit of which i speak but it's yeah it's really good you know and some of the dc stuff has been good and like there's a lot of bad oh, like yeah. i i liked doom patrol i do watch i i love doom patrol i like uh i like titans oh yeah season three of titans is really good yeah and like so these things look great and then the anime dc animated universe has been like great for a long time yep uh, superman red sun was the one that i thought was a lot of fun yeah that's like interesting things and like i wonder if marvel will well like marvel's bringing back the 90s x-men cartoon yes for another season and i'm 100 percent in yeah I'm like, are they going to do it for me? Is it like Kevin Smith's T-Man? Is it going to be for me or is it going to be for my kids? I wonder. Uh, you know, I I have had the the X-Men cartoon on my Disney Plus queue to watch like since launch day. Mm-hmm. I think those were out there on launch day and I had and I haven't gone back to watch them. I only watched pretty sure I only watched the first season of it. Oh, I was and, all in. My my problem is I was I was too much the wrong kind of nerd at the time because I was like I had the X-Men comics. I have most of the run from 94 mm-hmm. at the time to to current at the time. So when this came out, it was like, this doesn't make any sense. This grouping of X-Men is just bullshit. Like Oh, so yeah, you're was, most nerds. I was yeah. <laughs> I was the worst kind of nerd at the time. So this like I rejected it. Yeah, I was I rejected it out of hand. I watched it. I hate watched it for the first season. I had the VHS tapes, but I bitched about it every time <laughs> I watched it. Um, but it was also, you know, there's also the time when we were starved for any of that kind of content. So Also true. You had to watch anything regardless of whether you liked it or not just to get the ratings cuz you hoped for more. And now we've got nothing but. <laughs> Nothing but. So I don't know if they've uh, already planned Eternals two and three. I don't know if they're going to. I don't continue with these characters. I don't. I think these characters will end up disseminating throughout the universe. I I have a hard time believing we're going to see these characters together in another Eternals movie. I have a feeling they're going to show up in places like Guardians of the Galaxy and in uh, Thor. Thor. 
Yep. I just, I just get the feeling that, and maybe even some in um, like multiverse of madness. Cause, because whatever phase five is going to be, is going to be like, because by then we're going to have blade in the picture. We'll have had, uh, yeah. We'll be past all of those things. Mm. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't know where it's going after that. But it just seemed like a weird choice to make this a movie because <laughs> the, uh, like, like I remember when they announced Inhumans as a project, I'm like, oh, this, they just don't have X-Men. So they're going to try that's to a, make it with Inhumans. That's exactly what they did. That right. is 100% the plan. And it failed. Oh, so bad. It was so bad. So uh, then I thought when I heard about Eternals, I'm like, are they doing, are they trying again? <laughs> But they have they have X Men back now, right? They they bought that back. X Men is back. <clears throat> they the they own X Men now. There's rumors now that uh, that Hugh Jackman's going to be in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he's going to be in like as his uh, character from Movie Forty Two, like with the the chin balls, not as Wolverine. <laughs> Jesus, that's a fucking weird movie to reference. <laughs> no problem. But I said, like, why would Hugh Jackman do this either? <laughs> right. He he makes choices. Yeah, but you know what's really what makes it easier to make the choices you want to make is money. <laughs> also, <true. laughs> yeah. And uh, this was a story that I heard this week uh, about. Ghostbusters that I didn't knew didn't know. Uh your favorite person, David, Bill Murray. Bill fucking Murray. Yeah. Uh Bill Murray apparently did not take a paycheck for Ghostbusters mm. on the condition he knew it was a turd. Far from it. Uh he really wanted to remake the movie The Razor's Edge. And that's that was his bargaining chip. I will not take a paycheck for this if you let me remake the movie The Razor's Edge. And they did. And man, financially, he made a bad choice there. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be doing all right. Yeah, he does, but that was a bad choice. <laughs> and he's coming into the MCU. I heard yeah, I think, that. Yeah, he's like in the next Ant Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, either that or he's just he was just trolling a uh uh a, it was a German interview show that that he said that on. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Bill Murray so he could have been just trolling. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might be a perfect jump off point then. <sighs> Do I finally have a reason to get out? Oh god, I hope so. You won't. I'm too bored. <laughs> And they yeah. just produce content. <laughs> they so do much. keep producing content. <laughs> I'm so great. bored. And it's also content that's very easily complained about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I also enjoy doing. So not only does it entertain me while I'm watching it, but then later I get to complain about it, mm -hmm. which I also enjoy doing. So it's like a twofer. It's also widespread enough so that when you start complaining about it, people understand what you're complaining about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now it's too permeated into the zeitgeist. Yep. It's fun to find the weird things that people don't know to complain about, too. Like when you find that one other person who is really into Babylon 5, and you're like, oh, chat about it. Yeah, about how, about how bad that first season was. I and, know. And 
and either 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 that first guy was a brilliant actor playing the role that he played in the first season that they explain in the third or he is such a shitty actor that they found a reason to explain and it took them four more seasons to figure out a good explanation for why this guy's just such a terrible actor mm-hmm. could go either way i yeah jms could. is a skilled writer <laughs> he could he, he kind of is mm. and he's making more they're making more they're making more babylon 5 mm-hmm. i'll take it i will too <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll get some small marvel properties what are the mar- like we'll do a speedball movie like what's it what's like a small terrible marvel thing that can make it to a movie oh well, we already talked about inhumans yeah yeah well they've done and they've done some small properties like that the uh what was the i'm blanking now the um the children of oh, the runaways oh right yeah yeah with the like dinosaur yeah girl. that was actually really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually was not bad the did cloak and up... dagger tv show was good <laughs> did, did they cross those two over were those in the same universe? They definitely in Cloak and Dagger. They definitely referenced the Netflix Marvel movies, yeah, or shows. Yeah, I think they were planning on it, but I think both of them got canceled before mm-hmm. it got that far. I think that was talked about. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, i I honestly hope to see a decent rep- representation of the X Men. Mm-hmm. That's the one that makes me the most nervous mm-hmm. because I think that'll be a fight from the creative side against the money side, because the money side is just going to slam as many of those movies out as they can. Mm-hmm. And there's a real danger of, of how you do that. And so many of the X-Men would make great toys. Yeah. Great DLC content for video games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Quite possible. And then like, there's no, there's, there's no end of X-Men, right? You could just like keep introducing new ones every movie. Oh yeah. Oh, they're, It'll just never end. Mitch, uh, <laughs> a, about a year or two ago, uh, I wrote a treatise on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it like I do that every once in a while. Like I just I, I type volumes. But in one of them, uh, as a response to somebody else about uh it I think it was around the the Dark Phoenix movie, which I had a particular sure. amount of heat to spew at that. Um, I laid out like a 15 to 20 movie plan for how you can do the X-Men, but keep it, uh, keep it true to the comic books. Like the first movie, it's just the five of them. It's just, you go back to Scott, Gene, Bobby, Hank, and Warren, just, just the five with professor X and you just, they're fighting Magneto. You do the first, you know, two or three Simple. issues of of Stan and Jack's just five characters is easy. It's easy if you're if you still want to make it a movie. And then you just kind of build on that. And the end of the trilogy of those movies is where you can where you do the the uh the all new giant size X-Men where they get captured by Krakoa and then you bring in you bring in the ones that everybody knows, and then you get that really diverse cast of international because that's exactly what they did. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I, it, I, I had it all worked out. <laughs> It'd be an amazing journey. Yeah, a, a whole yeah. separate Ponzi scheme they could run. 
Uh, God Loves Man Kills is like your fifth movie. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to send them to the Savage Land? Ah, you know what? I think you could, and have that be a backdoor pilot for a Savage Land series. I'm kind of hoping for a Savage Land series, just so that, like, we if we could get Star Lord into the Savage Land for some reason. Oh my God! So Chris Pat, Pratt running from dinosaurs. I'll take it. I want to reenact people's <laughs> other movies in yep. Marvel movies. Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, oh, here's a good one. Got somebody commenting. If you were to refer a DC or Marvel show to someone, which one would it be? Mm. I think it depends on the. For me, it depends on the person uh, because you've got. I mean, you've got such a a broad range right now of choices you could you could make. I mean, if it's somebody who is more into comedies, Ant Man. It's kind of a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a mar- this is a show, not a oh, movie, not not All a right. film. My answer will be oh, show Watchmen. Oh, the Watchmen series that HBO yep. did was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was. I it think anyone really can watch was. that and enjoy it. You don't even need to have seen anything before it. Maybe in a similar vein, I, I really liked the Jessica Jones series. Yes. Yes. Great choice. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones was good. And themes I think are approachable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And most of it is good. There's just a couple episodes where we're just filling some time as we like. Yeah, but the up. first season, the first season of Jessica Jones is mm-hmm. the most consistent Netflix Marvel series. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. Season. Any any season they had, that first season of Jessica Jones is the most consistently good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Half of the first season of Luke Cage was really good. Half of this first season yeah. of Daredevil was good. Mm-hmm. None of Iron Fist was good. Maybe the one episode that Riza directed where it's a kung fu battle because that was the one time there was kung fu, but like other yeah, I agree. I like the first season of Iron Fist. Oof. But it's because the truth it spoke about the character from the comic. He's a terrible character. That's just it. Like the complaints of the character are the character as it's written. Like that's, and that's a problem. Mm. And, and I think the problem the TV show had was that when they made it, whoever was like running that show didn't realize that the focus should be just on how shitty Danny Rand is instead of trying to make him a hero. Mm-hmm. You realize that he is a whiny little punk who, who needs to change. Like that's, that's the point of the character, but they never like, I'm a whiny little punk and I'm going to kick yeah. everybody's ass. And it's like, that's, that's not the point. <laughs> You've, you headed toward the point and shot straight past it. Oh. You know, I guess if my, the friend I was recommending it to was like, like a weird, like into weird, then I think Doom Patrol is a good option, right? Alan yes. Siddick is fun to watch in any role. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And like, as weird as season one is season two, Jump yep. straight off the rails, and season three just keeps going. It just right. it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if if you're into weird, but you like ghost sex isn't your thing, mm. I think Legends of Tomorrow. It's it is Doom Patrol light. I think you've described a, a Venn diagram that doesn't exist. Like the person who is into weird but not ghost sex. I mean, well, they're. I think they're into weird, but not 
maybe not old enough to handle ghost sex yet. Like, oh, sure. A weird 10 year old mm-hmm. legends of tomorrow, like set you on the tra- trajectory so that in like five or six years. Yeah. Then go watch Doom Patrol because you're just going to graduate. Right. Like that's the you've leveled up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Son, you think you saw weird? I'll show you weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, same question, oh. but movie. Ugh. Oh, Spider-Verse. Easy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Verse yep. is marvelous. Uh, on the DC side, all day, every day, Mask of the Phantasm. Sure. Hard to beat Mask of the as, Phantasm. As a Batman movie. Oof, pick two animated films, because sometimes animation is enough to like stop someone. True. Uh, okay, non-animated. Uh, the Dark Knight yep. on mm-hmm. on the DC side. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it is a wonderful Batman movie that also highlights some of the problems with Batman, mm-hmm. which which I I appreciated. There was a uh, a time in my life where things were going just a little too well, and so I watched The Dark Knight, <laughs> c- cutting out all the scenes that had Heath Ledger in it. Uh, and so oh, wow. it was a very horrible experience. Like. <laughs> Like only his parts are the good parts of the movie. Like the rest of the movie's okay, but without him, like it wouldn't be so great. Like it, it, he is so great. He is so great. I really like the Harvey Dent stuff in that movie though too. Sure. Like it was tragic to me that we lost Heath Ledger because he was a great actor, but mm-hmm. for the terms of the but but for the series of movies it was tragic that the choice was made to kill Two-Face and keep the Joker at the end of the movie mm-hmm. because my god if they made the other choice you know i i'll sure. i'll take i'll take more Harvey Dent because i i liked how they handled that mm-hmm. up to and including how he looked as Two-Face yeah. i remember being in the theater and being kind of shocked like that they went like full on CG, half of his face is gone. This is not this is not prosthetics. This is horrific. And certainly a better portrayal of the character than Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Yeah, especially when it was supposed to be Billy D. Williams. Which I would have also accepted. <laughs> I, I was really looking forward to it. After seeing him in the the in the uh Tim Burton movies and mm-hmm. they're like, oh this is Harvey Dent. I was like, yes. <laughs> Well, and I think that Tim Burton Batman holds up because of the, the Tim Burtonness of it. Really, yeah. it's not. It's not. I mean, I really enjoy that film, especially from nostalgia purposes too. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, probably accessible to lots of people. Well, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two is good. X Two is good. Mm-hmm. Is X Two the one that starts with like Nightcrawler in the White White House? Is that, or is that the scene? The scene where he's like bouncing around, filling the Oval uh, Office with smoke. I think. Because, yeah, I, I think I remember that X-Men being one that I was yeah. like, into. The first one was good. Mm-hmm. The second one was the same story, but told better. Mm-hmm. And then they made The Last Stand. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, they didn't. Oh, man. I remember being in the theater and at a midnight showing, like, thir- like Thursday night into Friday morning. And the movie ended, and I stood up, and I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And the, somebody I was with said, yeah, wasn't that great? And I turned around to them and I said, shut your mouth. <laughs> that was horrible. And the people around me, did, like, they didn't know what to do. Because we're in a packed 
theater. <laughs> I think it was at Ronnie's. <laughs> and like people were like, I'm not sure how to react. <laughs> I was I was livid. What do you think? If you were talking to an adult and they were only gonna watch one comic book movie like forever, would you go Deadpool? No. It, no. Because it connects to nothing else. It's really funny. Oh, you didn't it's like not- it? You were like no, I, I like Deadpool, but I I love Deadpool. I I think it depends on the adult. Mm. I think if it's, you know what? I think if it's somebody who likes spy movies, I'm gonna go with Winter Soldier. Sure. I think if it's somebody that likes war movies, I'll give them Wonder Woman. Oh, the problem with Winter Soldier Wonder. is that it requires Captain America. There's too much shit it, for it. To... There, I mean, it does, but it it it. it it requires as much as any one Bond movie requires you having watched another Bond movie before it in the, in the older, in the terms of the older Bond movies, the Daniel Craig ones, you need to watch them all for the last two. Yeah. The last two or three to make any sense. And even then, which I really enjoyed. (laughs) Have you seen no time to die? No. I have to go to the theater and just don't want to go to the theater. I guess my ultimate resolution for only comic movie to watch maybe is Tank Girl. Let's watch that one. Ooh. Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. Watchmen. If you like Zack Snyder's playlist, uh, that's fine. I, I just feel like his music choices are so bad. We're going to play some Sound of Silence over a funeral. Like, make a choice. Come on. <laughs> but it was a real fun movie. Oh, yeah. I maybe I would have preferred Giant Squid, but you know, I see why they didn't. I was happy with them not doing the giant squid. I was fine with them not doing giant squid, but I think he kept too many artifacts from the comic book that lent into the giant squid. Like mm. Bubastus. Why did, why did we need to know that he was manipulating genetics? If we're never going to use that in the payoff at the end, like it mm. was unnecessary. Like you, you don't need it at all. Like it, it's there for no reason except to foreshadow the fact that he he can manipulate things at a genetic level to create completely new life forms. But now we're going to make it about Doctor Manhattan, mm-hmm. which it's an it's an interesting take. But it it feels like it's it's forcing Doctor Manhattan to, into being a bad guy when just his general malaise over humanity was enough. <laughs> To make him kind of a bad guy. Well, if these were the best, what's the worst? Oh, Catwoman. Catwoman's pretty bad. mm -hmm. Electra's pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to say, I'm I'm saying a lot of the female superhero movies, but the fact is, is they just didn't give them good stories to tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, you know, and, and it's, it's this series of, uh, that was going to be the next question. Yeah. Um, they give them a series of here, we're going to have a male lead. And now we're going to like the natural choice is to have the female sub character and make it a subpar movie, you know, Supergirl to the Superman movies in the seventies. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause that was not a great movie. I mean, by that point, the Superman movies weren't great either. You know, Catwoman after, after, uh, the Keaton Batman movies, but they chose not to do the same Catwoman. Um, then you had uh, Electra after 
um, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. The theatrical cut of Daredevil wasn't a great movie. The director's cut was considerably better. But then you make Electra, it's not. Uh, the Fantastic Four reboot, Fan Four Stick, ooh, was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Um, I don't see how they've messed up Fantastic Four so badly. It right? seems like they an obvious like property for Disney as a family of superheroes. I mean, they did the Incredibles. Can we just get Brad Bird to make us a Fantastic Four movie? Well, I mean, kind of already did. I made two of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sold I mean, them in. I, you might as well. I mean, it's all Disney properties. Mm-hmm. They could show up in the multiverse of madness. That would be that would be That'd amazing. Be... <laughs> It'd be so great. You just have that hand stretch out. Right. And, it, and then you follow it back and you realize it's Elastigirl and not Mr. Fantastic. That would be so, man, that would be such a kick in the sack to the nerds. <laughs> Oh, I would so love good. it. And they own the property, so they could just keep doing stuff like that. Right. Like putting, you know, uh, Pinocchio's soundtrack into Avengers 2. Like, they could totally yeah. do it. Like, product yep. integration. Good job, Disney. Uh, I think within the MCU, for me, the worst movie was Thor Dark World. Oh, yeah. I think I mean, it's that's... easily the worst. Yep. The yeah. Easy. Yeah. I know a lot of people hate on some of the Iron Man movies, but I actually liked all three of them. So in this rewatch, right, I was ready to like hate them again. Yeah. But like Iron Man 2, the stuff with Mickey Rourke isn't good. But like so much of it is. Like this introduces Black Widow and her parts were cool. And um the guy playing Hammer, Sam Rockwell, is amazing. I wish we had more of him in the MCU. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, did well, you watch the? Kill him, so he's still around. He's yeah, he's still around, and you actually can see him uh, if you've uh, during your rewatch. Have you re- watched uh, Hail to the King? It's no. the short. Oh it's no! The short that it's. Uh, I believe it was featured on the Iron Man three DVD. Oh, because you know how they were doing some of those shorts, yeah. and there's one about Thor's roommate or something on one of the DVDs. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh which I haven't seen that one. I, I I'm aware it exists, but I like I wasn't bl- buying the the Blu-rays or DVDs at the time, mm-hmm. um, or when the kids would get them from a grandma or grandpa. You know, it would be like, this is the stripped, the most stripped down version <laughs> that you can get without any of the special sure. features, that kind of thing. Uh, which was fine because a kid watched the shit out of things. I, I swear he managed to. Uh, he well, he almost killed us with Spider-Man Three. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Hail to the King is the story of Trevor Slattery in jail. Oh, okay. Great. And the real Mandarin coming after him. And, uh, at one point they're like, he's in jail and then like hammers right there. So Sam Rockwell's just, just there. Nice. Yeah. yeah Cause I love that dude. Sam Rockwell is great. And, and every time I see him, so oh, I'd yeah. be happy to see more of him. So I ran two was not nearly as bad as I had like remembered it being, I guess. Sure. Uh, and I thought that also in the bottom tier of MCU, I, I think black widow deserved a lot better than what she got in that movie. Like, uh, I mean, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a black widow movie. Right. I mean, that's, that, that's the problem. Uh, the problem, I think the biggest problem is they didn't know 
they didn't know until they were making like it didn't feel like they they knew until they were making Endgame that they were going to kill her off. Mm-hmm. They could have given her that movie before Endgame, mm-hmm. and it would have been like everything would have been more impactful. That movie would have been more impactful. Her death would have been more impactful. Like yeah. it would have it would have been like in any TV series ever that you know people are going to die in. When it's like, wow, we're sure getting a lot of this guy's backstory. <laughs> he's yeah. featured in a lot of emotional beats in this particular episode. Oh, he's dying. <laughs> like, And yeah, yeah, all right, we know it's coming, but it would have given you something of the character. Yeah. Yeah, having it where it was was baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just write this off because you've missed the boat. But, you know, they weren't going to do that because it you know, still made a million dollars or billion dollars or whatever it made yeah we just had to get her in there to tie into hawkeye and to tie into now we need another black widow in the universe mm-hmm. so we've got one yeah it was one where the integration to the larger universe really hurt this movie on its own yes yep i th- I, I do agree with that i thought i thought on its own the movie was good it was just in the meta aspect of the movie it hurt i think i think uh a kid who's five years old who really hasn't watched all these movies in five or six years when they sit down to watch them somebody's gonna mm. start handing the movies and it's like oh where do i watch black widow oh here you watch it between uh infinity war and endgame mm-hmm. because in the timeline that makes sense actually you watch it before infinity yeah. war yeah you're like so anytime between yeah uh, what Civil War and Infinity War? It fits in that. that yeah, like right before Infinity War. Yeah, that's why she shows up blonde. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, thinking about the the women of Marvel, I also thought that Wasp, like they didn't they didn't do her character justice in Ant Man and Wasp because like mainly what she did was tell dudes that they had good ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Like Larry Fishburne's like, this could work. She's like, oh, it could work, right? We could try this. She's like, yes, that would work. And like the one fight she wins is in a kitchen. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Like we could have done better by Evangeline Lilly. But, you know, maybe, maybe Quantum Mania will solve these problems for me. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, yeah. We'll just, I don't know, Quantum Mania could be, I just feel like we're getting close to the point where one of these movies is going to be the connective tissue to Fantastic Four. It's just, it feels like it's coming. Maybe they all are. And I I know a lot of us were looking for it uh, during WandaVision because we know, I mean, at that point we knew that the property was owned and Mm -hmm. it was owned when WandaVision was made. So it wasn't like, you know, like it was, it was, it was right there. They had it in their hands. And then it's like, Oh, there's a, there's a astrophysicist we can talk to and everybody got all excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Marvel. I think Marvel knew exactly what they were teasing us with every time. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they've backed off of that just a little bit, or they're making the payoffs hit a lot quicker and not leaving it as quite as open. Mm -hmm. I think they're controlling the narrative just a little better. Yeah. Cause you see some of the bits where it wasn't quite as planned in the first handful of movies, like in the Avengers, like the spear wasn't a separate power. Like it gets its power from the Tesseract. That's they, they I mean, they say that explicitly, like in yeah. the movie. And then later we're like, nah, it's, it's also an infinity film. 
it made a lot more sense for it not to be because otherwise it's like Thanos being like, Hey, I'll send this affinity stone to this other infinity stone. I mean, I got one. Let's just put it on the wind. Right. Seems weird. But I guess I like that sort of fan theory that it's like shooting the moon. Like you can't let everyone know right. what you're going for until you swoop that through. Oh, which is better, DC or Marvel? I I think it's what you like. Uh, I you know I used to have a lot stronger opinions about it when I collected comic books, but the fact is is if you like that thing, that's the thing that's the best. Uh, I've I've I think as I've gotten older, I've I've gotten away from the argument of my thing's better than your thing, just because it doesn't it doesn't solve any problems and then nobody can enjoy it. Like unless, unless you get enjoyment out of arguing over the thing, like, you know, it's like, uh, I've been on, I've been to the, the bourbon trail and, you know, somebody, some jackass at the tour, I was on was like, ah, what's the best way to drink whiskey. And it's like, uh, I'll tell you the same way. I'll tell you the same thing that I'll tell everybody else. Uh, however you fucking want to drink it. Like if you want to put ice in it, put ice in it. If you want to put water in it, if you want to pour it over Coke, that's fine. You know what? As long as you keep buying it, that's all that matters to us. <laughs> all right. So which do which do we three prefer? Yeah, because I was glad to hear you say that because the answer is actually Marvel. So it's nice to know that you're not going to argue about it. So good. No, uh, I think uh, in movies, it's Marvel. Sure. Uh, on television... Uh, I think Marvel is the most consistently better. I think I think DC's DC Universe slash HBO Max shows are great. They're much better than the CW stuff. Yeah, con- as consistently, uh, Marvel. I mean, if we're if we're calling Marvel's TV because Marvel really doesn't have anything on broadcast television anymore. Yeah, that's all that gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not on broadcast television. It's not on. There's uh, the only other pl- property other than uh, than on DC Plus. They've got two things on Hulu mm. that are being newly produced. That's the Modoc and the Hit Monkey. Oh, right. Which I want to see Hit Monkey. I haven't. I haven't watched mm. it yet. Um, I watched Modoc. It was fine. I yeah. have zero interest in Modoc. Yep. That's I. I'm not going to watch it. I Stick I feel like. That. It, yeah. Uh, now, when Marvel was doing a few things, though it's not really Marvel, it was the the Fox side before DC got them. Uh, Legion was brilliant. Yeah, I loved Legion. Gifted was it the other thing they were doing? Gifted was really good. Gifted was a lot better. Gifted is a good uh, object lesson in my my uh, love for the idea of X Men being on television rather than being in movies Mm -hmm. because gifted kind of did it right. They had a few of the X-Men characters, some of the like tertiary or whatever the quadrotiary is (laughs) Uh, like, cause they had some real deep cuts in that one, but I really liked the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I forgot about the gifted. Uh, Now, as far as reading the comic books, uh, I used to be heavy into Marvel then I kind of was into both of them. I cannot tell you the last time I bought a Marvel comic book, but I'm still reading a lot of DC properties on the regular. Actually, that's a lie because I did buy the first two Hawkeye graphic novels 
just a couple of days ago because they were 99 cents and 199 on Comixology <laughs> on Black nice. Friday. So that was, yeah, that three dollars for twelve books is is a steal anymore. In DC animated, it's pretty awesome. Yep, yes, it is. I don't read comics, except no. except you've read some. I mean, I've read some graphic novels, but not any of the. Those I don't are think comics. any. Sure, but not like Marvel or DC. Oh yeah, I don't read like your standard trade X Men. Like no, I missed the entirety of the comics universe. I think that you would think of that isn't like a graphic novel, either standalone universe or part of something else. Yeah. Um, so I guess Marvel, just because of the better movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're more culturally significant, I think, than all the other shows put together. Like, it was the largest money-making venture in entertainment history. So I feel like that counts for something. Which is, which is really funny, considering Marvel uh, about... 20 years ago we're in bankruptcy and Turn it all around yep yep yeah i actually had uh a share of marvel stock uh, that i purchased for my nephew when he was born and he's 25 now and that stock is worthless because i bought it before they went bankrupt and that stock is worth nothing oh. <laughs> Yeah, if they, if they would not have gone into bankruptcy, I mean, he'd probably have two, three hundred dollars right now from that. It probably would have a good object lesson. Just tell him to put all his money in Dogecoin. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the one. You know, I think I had a nickel in Dogecoin, which is worth eleven dollars now. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, PayPal introduced crypto where you could purchase crypto so i'm like sure. you know what i turned around to my wife and i'm like i'm gonna buy me some crypto and she's like what are you doing <laughs> i said you know what it's twenty dollars i'm i'm just gonna do it so like they offered it in four different ones and i put five dollars in each of them it's worth like the last time i checked a couple of days ago it was like 88 bucks <laughs> which off of 20 that's that's not bad I have lots of students who talk about it a lot. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I remember Beanie Babies, but you do your thing. Yep. Yep. Sure, it'll be exciting eventually. Or who said the thing uh, recently? I, someone more clever than I on Twitter was like, we already have a fake money system. It's called money. This is true. Oh, great. I've argued with my brother a lot about crypto. That's the entire story. <laughs> Yeah, I tried for about uh, 20 minutes, about five or 10 years ago, to mine some crypto. And I was like, I don't understand this. That's the end of my story. Mm-hmm. Then I took $20 and threw it at four fake things that apparently were more fake fake things than they were before. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's That's the other half of the story, but that's the whole story. <laughs> It just sounds to me so familiar, the arguments, the discussions, the enthusiasm of all these other things that I've seen in nerddom of like, oh, I'm going to you know, sell my magic collection or, you know, Mitch, my valuable comics. Uh, I've got 20 long boxes that I collected uh, from the mid 80s through like 97, 98, mm-hmm. maybe even through 99. Yeah. At one point. Uh, the path uh, those comic books were on 
I could have sold them and paid the house that I'm in off like the day I bought it. Right. But like you didn't, right? Uh, no, because they weren't like that was, they, they weren't worth as much as they were going to, they were projected to be. Like, so I was holding on, like, I literally had like a date. I was like, I'm going to hold on to these. And when they hit this amount, I'm going to sell them. And they never got there. And then the bubble burst. Then it was Mm. like, all right, well, it's where we are. I did sell uh, two copies of The Death of Superman about six months after the book came out. And like quintupled my money. That was pretty cool. Actually, no, it was a lot more than that. Because I think I paid a buck and a half a book for them. Sure. I remember buying that. sold them for like 25, Mm -hmm. 30. And I bought the various different covers of the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many copies of X-Men number one I've got. With the different covers that you can oh, put yeah. together in a mural? Uh, I've got multiple copies of each cover. Sure. Including the 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 gold gate foil <laughs> that you opened up and had all four covers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, because my, my story collecting early in this is a episode? whole other hobby. Yeah. Remember those stories earlier in the episode where I talked about being that guy? Mm-hmm. I was that guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was into all that. Because again, collecting just becomes a whole nother like way of enjoying it in the obsession. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. All right. So we did best of, we did worst ofs. We did our personal preferences. I don't know if there's any more Marvel oh, ones that we'd ones that we'd uh, recommend to other people. We've done that. Right. What what things to make out of there? We did that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna get some other like image comics? Are they gonna get their own universe? Do they still exist? And we're getting a spawn movie again? We are getting we a are? Spawn movie. Yeah. Oh, I Todd's directing it. Todd's directing it. Yeah. All right. I don't yeah. want to get my hopes up too much, but <laughs> will John Leguizamo be back? I can't imagine he will. <laughs> Is it because he's Hispanic, Tony? Jesus Christ. Uh no, I actually saw an interview with him. I, I watched an interview with him last night. Uh, Dan Rather does these interviews and this is a years old. This is many years old, uh, but there's a program called uh, the big interview with Dan Rather. And he like interviews entertainment people, a lot of musicians um, and people you would never expect him to interview. <laughs> and, but the interviews are always wonderful. Uh, and I watched the John Leguizamo one from a few years back. And you know what movies he doesn't mention? <laughs> The past. <laughs> uh, yeah. None of them. Moulin Rouge. Uh, actually, he does mention Moulin Rouge. Sure. He mentions uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Carlito's Way. Uh, Fu. He did. He <laughs> talked about that. He talked about that. He did not talk about Spawn. Hmm. He talked about the fight that he got into with Patrick Swayze on the set of Wong Fu. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually pretty cool because he's like, he's like, so tell me about Patrick Swayze, and he's like, and he just starts laughing. He goes, "Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard the stories." He said, "But you know what? I'll be honest. A lot of it was my fault." <laughs> he's like, "I love Patrick, but man, we did not get along there for a few minutes." <laughs> I guess he was uh, ad libbing a bit, mm. and Patrick Swayze was like, "Read the fucking words <laughs> as they're written," and he said, "Make me." <laughs> And I guess Wesley Snipes stepped in and he's like, I got your back, John. 
it's a pretty great story. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> it's worth watching for that story alone. But yeah, he doesn't mention uh, uh, Spawn at all. Go hmm. figure. Too bad. Fun comic. There was a cartoon of that too, right? Like an HBO cartoon? There was. There was an HBO cartoon of that and The Max. Ah, right. Oh, that was a weird one. Yeah. Sam Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had those books. Mm-hmm. I, 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 what am I saying? I still do. They're yeah, in the yeah. basement. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. There's a, there was a really, really indie mini series called the Brat Pack. This was in the, I want to say it was the late eighties, early nineties. This was like right at the rise of the, you know, the deconstructionist comic book movement. That book is seriously fucked up. <laughs> And it's one of those shows now, though, that, you know, with some of the other properties we're, we're seeing, like The Boys and things like right. that. Invincible. Like, uh, Invincible. Like, I can see somebody making that series. Like, they had a Wonder Woman-type character that was, uh, like, a, I think she was a lesbian feminist with a sword and had a pouch at her hip. And the pouch were literally dudes' balls. She would literally geld people and collect their balls and that was like part of her shtick uh the batman and robin analog characters yeah he was literally raping robin sure yeah it was it was brutally effed up i mean i think we're getting we're going out there in a lot of those theories like like you said the boys and it's funny they might have a place for that who owns um where does umbrella academy come from is that a dc imprint no, because this is a comic from the that guy from My Chemical Romance, right? Wrote it for. Is it is that an indie label that makes that? Then I'm looking it up because I don't remember. I read the first six issues of it. I did not realize that was a Gerard Way property. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it says it's from Dark Horse Comics. Dark Horse. Yep. That's been fun. Yeah. And was Lock and Key a graphic novel also? Yes. Yep. Joe Hill. Yep. King's son. It was also a really poorly made audiobook. It's a poorly made Netflix show. I have not watched the Netflix show. Not missing much. Yeah. There's so much that could have been great. And then they didn't. Like, there's this style that I like. There's this, some stuff that's in there. But, like, I don't. Th- there's an episode where they introduce <laughs> an item that does a thing that then you don't need to do any more episodes in the series. So they just forget that they did that episode. Like they forget the item exists. Right? It's like a mind control box. And like, once you have that, you don't need to do the rest of the show. You yeah. Mind control people when you need it, but like they just never revisit it again. Right. It'd be uh, like if uh, they recognize their problem in like the next episode of Star Trek and like, Oh, and never talked about transporters again after using them once. Yep. But uh, Yeah. Uh, the Sandman TV series is coming out. Oh, and that now is that is that a DC property? Yes, right. Because that's a, that was the Vertigo. That. that was the Vertigo imprint of DC. Yep. Uh, and I mean, we can talk about some of the other DC properties that were made into um, like uh, so we had Lucifer, uh-huh. which was actually born out of the the uh, Vertigo imprint. It was actually the Lucifer was the Lucifer from the Sandman comics. Oh, uh, that's where the character got reintroduced into 
DC, actually, I think maybe introduced into DC comic books was there. And then there was a series off of that. Uh, I don't remember, but I think iZombie may have been a DC property also. Yeah, DC Comics. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that spun out of Vertigo because uh, they kind of just let them go off and do their own thing. There was a one season of Swamp Thing. Oh, right. And they did a season of Constantine and then like moved him into other stuff. Oh, they did that movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, they did the movie with Keanu Reeves. And then they did, yeah, they did the Constantine TV series. Now he's in Legends. Because that that series, I think, was on NBC, right? But then the actor ends up showing up in the CW shows? Uh, Yes, I believe that's correct. When are they going to readapt NBC's The Cape into a full film? Oh my God! A feature. Uh, we get heroes. Oh right! I remember when I heard what's his Tim Crane. Is that who did that? What when he was? I think uh, so. When he was pitching it, he was like, "We'll just do origin stories. Each season, we'll do all new origin stories for new people." And that was his plan, which I, was weird because normally I think like that's the part you can often skip, but you know, because we know it. Yep. And then they ended up not doing that because like, oh, everyone loves these characters. We'll just bring them back for reasons. The first yeah. season's not terrible, but then after that, it's like, what are you, what are you doing with these people? Yeah, they made <laughs> they made a huge mistake. I think the biggest mistake they had with heroes is the character hero. Uh huh. Just having a time travel character, mm-hmm. just it breaks your narrative. Yeah, I guess almost. What about misfits then? Oh, yeah, misfits was so good. Was uh-huh. that based on anything? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was just thinking of the time travel character okay. in your hero squad. Yeah, but the Misfits does it really well. They do. Yeah, the the problem was they were never going to do it well in Heroes. Oh huh. no, they were never going to do it well in Heroes. But also, I think Misfits uh finished the plot and then the plot was finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Uh with Heroes, it was Heroes was never going to be finished. Mm-hmm. Because there's more money to be made not finishing it. That's true. Yeah, I don't think Misfits was based on something. I think it was its own its own thing. But superheroes and lots of fun, worth watching for sure. Yeah, I was looking to see. I I didn't think it was, and I, I'm not seeing any references on their Wikipedia page that they they were. Oh, Wikipedia. I wonder with the popularity of Tiger King, if we'll end up getting a Calvin and Hobbes movie. God, if they could get Bill Watterson to not be a recluse. <laughs> yeah. They seem largely out of like ideas. Maybe that's another reason the MCU is great because we can just like get all the stuff that's already done. We can just turn it into a movie. Yeah, and there's, I mean, they've they've only scratched the surface with the stories. Mm-hmm. Like the the trick is going to be, I and I think they're introducing the idea of a multiverse at the right time because they could literally just say, "Here's another random white dude who is." Captain America mm-hmm. and he's Steve Rogers from another universe. Okay. Mm. Like or maybe this one's not a random white dude. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the idea of how they're doing it with Sam. How they're yeah. taking a character that already kind of has a good story <laughs> that they've that they've put in play and yeah, I like. I just like the idea about what they're doing there. 
I watched their uh, docuseries. I think it's Avengers Assembled or Marvel Assembled. Yes. Where they do like the behind the scenes and stuff. And mm-hmm. in the behind the scenes for the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, they talk about the costume at the end where he's got like a cowl and that the fabric, like the fabric just doesn't actually work that way. So it bunches up so that every shot when he's wearing that is an effect shot because they have to take out the wrinkles to make it like hug his skin. I'm just like, how much money do you have? Like, yeah. did you just make him not have a cowl or just yeah. let it bunch up? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. But then, but then they showed those effect shots because I watched that same mm-hmm. series and they show him without anything on. And then, like, here's how we paint it on. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> happening. It, it's very impressive. And I assume time consuming extensive. Like, you look at the VFX artists and the credits, and that's like three minutes of the credits. Uh, as different studios like there's probably just one studio who all they do is paint away the cowl bunching or whatever but it's you, just wild to me that like how is a how are smaller film producers like going to compete when they can have every single shot of this character be an effect shot you know what i never thought of this before until you're mentioning this but so having gone to disney world sure uh the one th- because i am not a big fan of a lot of the Disney properties. Mm-hmm. So I am suffering through most of Disney world. Like, cause it's just, it's just not my thing. And that's, you know, but it doesn't have to be, I'm there for my wife and kids. So I, I'm like observing. And like the thing that impressed me most about the place was the efficiency in which they help you mentally go through a line mm-hmm. because you're, mostly in a line from the time you walk onto the property until the time you get back to your car because like you pull up in your car and then you're in a line to get the tram and then you're in a line once you ride the tram to get into the place and then you're just in line after line but it doesn't feel like they 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 do a lot of illusory steps to make it feel like you're not in a line like everything is plotted out. So it almost makes me wonder if <clears throat> one of the reasons that Disney plus and the Marvel series on Disney plus exist is to train production crews and VFX artists. And, and this is the hunger games for those people to sure. be able to make the movies like the best of the best will graduate from the TV shows to the movies. It's like, yeah, we'll put a lot of money. Yeah, we'll put a lot of money into this. Yeah, here, but but they don't. They mm-hmm. they probably don't put as much money into it and give it to people who are less experienced and let them let them figure it out. Right. This is the intern's job. You they, do this? Yeah. Yeah. They're the R and D department for the real guy for the real company. And be. they probably do. There probably are a lot of interns who come up with some of those ideas and do that work and it just seems like like a painstaking process. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have to do it. You, you know right? what? When you, looks when, great. When, when you are a mouse vampire that mm-hmm. won't ever die, you've got nothing but time to keep propagating the the the, the money printers. Yeah. It is an a, a efficient wealth extraction machine. They do it very well. Mm-hmm. And we love them for it. I mean, we're sitting here talking about right. how many movies and how much right. money we've spent on going to the movies and Paying for streaming services. Lining (laughs) up to get on the rides. All of it, yeah. 100%. It's much. Much money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Romeo, get out of the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about the VFX artists and animators who have to like look at the same thing over and over again like all day for months like while they, they do that work? Like There was a movie a while back with Seth Rogen where the rapture happens. Was it, this is the end. Was that the name of that? Yes. And toward the end, there are these giant like skyscraper-sized demons with their genitalia just flopping about. And when I saw it, I'm like, that's that's too realistic. Like, is this a guy in a suit? Like, this is this movement. So I just imagined, like, this poor animator who's, like, for three months slowly moving this dick to, like, get this, adic- you know, accurate real-world physics flop and swing. Right? Does he take it home with him? Right? Is this <laughs> what he thinks about, like, all? is he at a barbecue and someone spills a tray of hot dogs? And he's like, oh, that's it! And, like... Is he um, having sex with his wife? Thinking about <laughs> the angle of that dangle. Uh huh. I can only imagine that, like, that is how that <laughs> plays out in their life because so much work goes into it. Yeah. Like, I wonder if this animator could instead just invent a new fabric in the time it takes to animate the fabric that doesn't fold. <laughs> Be like but, the. But that animator is an animator. They're not a. True. They're not a. a, a costume fabricator <laughs> it might be worth it to them to go back and study textiles right to create this fabric instead of actually the time to draw it yeah. disney could probably invest in a space age material it's like it becomes the tang of the mcu yeah so what's going to happen is uh they're going to introduce for the fantastic four movie actual mm-hmm. unstable mo- molecule t-shirts yes. that you can buy It'd be wonderful buy your your <laughs> FF uh, t-shirt that's actually made of unstable molecules which they they own the the trademark for the name so they can call it that mm-hmm. yeah Sm- like self-smoothing self-repairing if we do bring in the Fantastic Four I mean we get, get Galactus and then we have the Galactus Erisham fight terribly boring uh, it's coming giant- Giant space monsters fighting now. I mean, we are we've already had the celestials. I mean, Galactus isn't. I mean, at this point, you might as well just say that Galactus is a rogue celestial. I mean, or you could just tell what the story of what Galactus really is because why not? I mean, we have an Eternals movie. I mean, (laughs) if we're going to buy into the Eternals, we might as well just go on full on giant dude wearing purple with the giant space helmet. Yeah. Right, I can imagine the fan theory craft we could make with the ultimate nullifier if we like introduce oh that, or even just even show it on screen for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because man, any chance the fans get to craft anything, they do. Mm-hmm. That's the most painful part of a lot of this. Yeah, are the the professional ah. fan crafters like the ones that are doing it for <clears throat> uh, Looper and uh, CBR and some of those mm-hmm. web articles that it's like, oh my God, you're just putting words out because you get paid by the word word and mm-hmm. you word all over these words so that you can get paid for more words. It's oh. yes. And I'd be more willing to read your article if it's just said, Hey, remember that time in that episode where this happened? That was really cool. <laughs> Instead of just making shit up. The mm-hmm. non news news. Yeah. It could be. I mean, we just did that with our, I mean, that's like all news, right? It's not related to geek stuff, but like Omicron, 
It could be more deadly. Well, it could be, I guess. Like we don't know. Yeah. But like the headlines were like, it could be. Could be this too. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite non-news article format that is, oh, this person on this set of this movie just confirmed what we always thought about this person. Right. And it's just that they were a nice person. They did something nice. <laughs> You're talking about what is that? Yellowstone? Kevin Costner? I think just confirmed that Kevin Costner was nice. That was the most recent one. There was there was one mm-hmm. about a week or two ago that was about someone else. But yeah, I did see that one about Kevin Costner. I didn't read the article because I just assumed yeah. that he's a nice guy. Yeah, all of those. Same way. Uh, I did like the casting of Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent. I like the casting of him. Beyond that, um, there were problems. But yeah, the entire movie. Hmm. Anything Probably. else to say about the Eternals? No, I was out of things to say a while ago. I know. And then I found Uh-oh. a JavaScript puzzle adventure. What? Mm-hmm. Where you are escaping, like an old ASCII role-playing game, where you are escaping, and uh, like this thing, and off to the side they give you a big block of JavaScript, and then you have to hack the algorithm oh. to solve the level. That's clever. It's... A lot of fun. I think that uh, is what I've been doing. I think I'm going to need the link to that. I will send you the link to that. Thank you. I have put it in the chat. Untrusted. A user JavaScript adventure. Nice. Very cool. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about, gentlemen. Me neither. No, I'm good. All right. You've been killed, drowning in deep, deep water. Well, uh, I will see you next week, David. Mitch, you're welcome to come back anytime. All right, fun. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the movie that we mentioned earlier that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Yep, neither can anyone else. Uh, nope, it's... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The Heart right. of the Fall. That's it. Thank yeah, you. What, with uh, what Michael B. Jordan and... Idris Elba? Idris Elba, yeah. Where Wallace at? I guess do they <laughs> okay, seen be great. All right. Uh I'll see you guys later. Bye. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.